listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Hello and welcome to Rave Discussions. And that was Samael and this is Barnabas. And we are Grave Discussions. Wow, that was really good. It was really that good. Was, Even though I already guys, said welcome guys, to Grave all, Discussions, but I know. I had to reiterate because of how great we are. We are pretty great. Guys, that that was all improvised by the way. Yeah, that I had no just, idea that was gonna I happen. I had no idea either until it happened. I was like you know what'll be good? <laughs> <laughs> that was smart. Oh, man, I'm that excited. I'm this excited. is why we passed high school. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Flying colors. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Not that we had a difficult high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was no competition. The kids from the Burbs were like super fucking smart. Yeah. Like, they'd show me their homework. I'd be like, shit, this is chemistry. You should see what we're doing. Right? Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> uh, so... Today is episode number 18. Oh, yeah, already. And Jeez, we've been doing this. Now we have... Yeah. After today, we'll have 18 hours of experience. Yeah. We've been doing it for 18 that. weeks. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. I don't th- have. We haven't skipped a single uh, week, I think. There was, one, nice. there was one day where we didn't do it on a Wednesday, but we did it on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, there have been a few like that. There but hasn't been a week without an episode. Yeah. So, you know, we couldn't have done it at all without you guys. And... We would also like to say thank you very much, of course, to Sports Radio Detroit. Yes, follow them on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, and Facebook. That's Sports Radio Detroit. Yeah. We are perhaps their most amazing show. We might be. We just might I really be. Liked, I really like the MMA stuff, though. Yeah. You me know too. me. I'm a, I'm a fucking <laughs> UFC nerd. Like, I'm an MMA nerd, kickboxing yeah. nerd. Not that much into boxing, but MMA, kickboxing, you know, the... Because kickboxing was, like, more European, you know? And, then like, mm-hmm. I grew up seeing, like, those, like, clips that my dad would show me and shit. And then UFC, you know, was, like, on Spike TV for a minute and was, like, yeah. just dudes beating the fucking shit out of each other. And you're, like, wow. So, like, I remember yeah. That, yeah. That's, I really like that. Like, the MMA, MMA I, I don't know the name of the show exactly. Uh, I, I'm not too familiar with the shows. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but, but you, I've you listened, guys know I've, who you are. I've <laughs> listened to a few episodes. I just went on the website and clicked mm-hmm. on it and, like, I mean, I I had I'd have like a lot yeah, of stuff you'd like to, say to be about on this it, show, it, right? It would be hey, dope. Yeah, hey, you guys, if you wanted to uh, host, you know, have uh, Sam Allen as a special guest host, like that would be cool. Would be uh, cool with me. I'll, I'd be cool to be a special guest. Yeah. I I talk a lot about MMA. I know. Yeah, you like you you're like really passionate about it. Yeah, and with the whole like r- rumors about McGregor fighting Khabib this October. Ooh. I don't know how it's gonna go down. I. I think you know what I think. Since McGregor's gonna get fucking butchered, I was I was gonna say I, I'm only gonna I don't know anything about it. I was only gonna su- support Khabib because his name is Khabib, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think McGregor's been out for two years after he lost to Floyd by TKO, uh-huh. and like he hasn't fought in the UFC. His last fight was a boxing match mm-hmm. where he got tired and then he just got yeah. he got punched in the face till the referee's like, "All right, you can't you just stop." Mm-hmm. 
So, like, I don't know. Hopefully, the dude has his conditioning up. Because, like, that dude brought UFC, like, to the limelight. Like, okay. back in the day, yeah. everyone, everyone knew Chuck Liddell and... You know, obviously mm-hmm. Anderson Silva. Like you see the commercials of Anderson Silva ducking like a five punch combo. You know, back in the day. Yeah. But like McGregor, like put the shit in the mainstream. Like, especially now since the internet's big and like they're just mm-hmm. memeing and shit. Like, oh yeah. They got he's, the who the fuck is that guy? Like they got all those memes and shit. Yeah. So yeah. So if you want to listen to more content like that, guys, at Sports uh, Radio yeah. Detroit, go check it out. And you can find all of all of Sports Radio Detroit shows um through their social media so go check them out on facebook and instagram it's just sports radio detroit srd yep you can also catch them at uh on twitter at sports radio det hi roger you should come and do an episode with us again soon we would love that we've been asked we've been meaning to (laughs) ask you hopefully you listen to this (laughs) yeah hopefully and uh let us know because i'm sure the fans would like to have him back on too because he's a really knowledgeable guy yeah so yeah uh for sure so yeah go check them out you can check out all their other shows they do a lot of sports and pop culture related content but right now we are going to bring you guys a bit of news and today's episode is a pretty special one and this first bit of news actually uh relates to our main topic of discussion so stephen king possibly the greatest suspense writer yeah just general like horror storyteller i remember him saying like (laughs) He didn't want to just be classified as, mm. as you know, like like a horror novelist. Oh, yeah, you know? he does a lot of different genres. Yeah. And he does well with them. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. like, multi-talented. Like, and it's not all, like, the same type of horror. Yeah. Sometimes it's immediate, like, real-life danger. Sometimes it's supernatural. Sometimes it's just unexplained. And that's what that's yeah. what it was about his novels. Like, Sometimes it's more of, like, a thriller, you know, or yeah. just, like, a drama even, like, a darker drama. Like, after I... So. That movie, Langoliers, was, like... Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite horror movies of all time, or it's just—I guess it's horror or science yeah. fiction, kind of like he didn't have any Probably limits. That's why—that's why he's like he's a goat. Like, right? Dean Koontz is good, you know, but yeah, like he's okay. everyone, 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 everyone on this earth knows mm-hmm. who Stephen King is. Even if they don't read horror, like they'll have read a Stephen King book, you know, or they'll see Stephen King's It or yeah. Stephen King's This or Stephen King's That. Mm-hmm. Like he even wrote what was it? Remember Sleep Sleepwalkers? I don't even know that was Yeah, Stephen that was King. an original script. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. The dude from that played fucking Leo and Charmed was yeah. in that shit. That shit was weird. <laughs> it but was. Like, yeah. But like, I, I never knew it was a Stephen King. I saw it on like, back in the day on, I think it was like on uh, FX mm-hmm. or some shit, yeah. like back when I was a kid. And I always remembered it. I was like. I can kind of, I can kind of honestly expect it. It's kind of weird that it wasn't a book, but I feel like it was a perfect like made for a, a film, you know. Yeah, it was. Like, I couldn't script. imagine like the book. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been more of like an out there kind of book because everything else is so like dark, and then it's like, oh, here's some fucking cat people, <laughs> you know, like, just ripping people. Without up. Stephen King, like some of the best horror movies, mm-hmm. not not just we're, I'm putting books aside, like the stuff he's done for cinema, like yeah. how people have really wanted to like make his books come to life, mm-hmm. like that, like that was that 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 was big. Okay, like yeah. without him, the horror genre wouldn't be what it is. Even the movies, bro. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And uh, we're, we're going to expand more on it. But the first bit of news does concern Stephen King. But it's actually about, like you said, bringing uh, his stuff to life. Is a sh- One of his short stories actually collected in the uh, Night Shift oh, shit. book. Um, yeah, like the collection of short stories. This one's called The Boogeyman. And this one is being adapted into, I believe, a feature film by the screenwriters of A Quiet Place. 
So that's really cool. If you've seen A Quiet Place, even if you haven't, you know about it, I'm sure. Yeah, and, I mean, and I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. So mm-hmm. this should be actually pretty good. And I haven't read the short story, but it's basically the typical kind of boogeyman myth. I don't know if it differs that much from you know the source, but oh, I remember this at the end. Of, okay, okay, the old one was like at the end where the dad's in the closet and oh, you you have you seen the old one? No. Okay, I don't want to spoil it then, because okay. like, I was. That's why I like kind of hesitated. You're looking at me like, "Oh shit, this sounds." I yeah, it like, does sound cool, oh, but fuck. no, I haven't seen or read it. So there was there was a movie. Speci- it was like it was oh, okay. a short. I think it was a short film too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a. Uh, I don't know if it was. Was it like in three parts? Because I think I saw it. Like I, I think, think they so. You can that. find it on YouTube. Okay, then it's I like think really like. It. It's like really low key on YouTube, but mm-hmm. people really know about it. Does it look like really shitty? Yes. Okay. Like, then that th- was probably it. I think this is it. Yeah. The okay. one where he's at the psychiatrist. I didn't like, watch it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's you gotta watch it, okay. bro. I fucking love that shit. So if you're a fan of that story or even just Stephen King in general, um, that's pretty exciting. It just got finalized, so there's no information on a release or anything. They'll, they'll probably start filming in a few months or something. Um, but the next bit of news, I'm excited for that. Me too. Is uh about a new film starring Chris Hemsworth and actually it's got kind of an ensemble cast there's a I'll bunch watch anything of, with that guy in yeah it. there's a bunch of pretty famous uh, actors and actresses but he's in a new movie called Bad Times at El Royale um, which the the news is really just that it was previously announced um, it was supposed to be coming out October 5th but now it got bumped up to October 12th so that's a new release date for Bad Times at the El Royale um, about seven strangers who meet up at some uh, um, hotel or something. Um, and then it says, over the course of one fateful night, everyone will have a last shot at redemption before everything goes to hell. So it's kind of like a, it's probably going to be like a psych- psychological like thriller more or less. with like Or maybe it's like, a, you know, who's the murderer kind of thing. Or probably. something like that. But that's coming out. We've also got uh, a couple of new trailers just, you know, for you guys to be aware of. Um, I really do recommend the first two, though. The first one is Mandy, coming out September 14th by director Panos Cosmatos. And this is the new one with Nicolas Cage, where he's like this uh, revenge-seeking dad who lost his daughter to yeah, this a, is, that's the a trailer we religious saw. cult. That's the trailer we saw when we went to go watch uh, Hereditary, right? I don't think so. I'm not sure if it was in there. Oh, it might have been. It, it might was. Have been. It yeah, was. Yeah. I didn't remember it that well. I guess. I I remember seeing Nicolas Cage, and then we spoke about him, and then I. Okay. And then there was that other movie with like what was it, Jason Statham, whoever, yeah. who the fuck knows, or yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Guess who it was. Yeah, yeah. We saw a few of those. Um, this one looks interesting. Yeah, I think this might be a newer trailer, or maybe it's just you know the one that came out in theaters and was just now released like the public. I'm not sure, but this one actually looks really good. Like. Nicholas Cage looks phenomenal. Anything that he can just snap and go crazy in is great. You could put that guy in any movie. For real. And <laughs> um, that one was really cool. I suggest it. The next one is actually a brand new trailer for The Predator, which is basically a remake of the original film. Um, I think it's supposed to be like a whole new story or, or like takes place after the first Predator film, like the original with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They usually rename the sequel. Like, yeah. Like of some obscure old, not obscure, but you know. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. the sequel will have the same name. Like look at the Halloween that's coming mm-hmm. out. That's supposed to be a sequel Yeah, this to one
So. Fast and the Furious and yeah, the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that trailer came out, and actually, initially the the first trailer that they um, released was met to like a lot of negative like reactions. So they kind of changed up the narrative, and actually, this trailer kind of has more spoilers, but it's kind of supposed to do that to get you excited. And this one actually does look pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm kind of excited for the Predator. That one is also coming out uh, September 14th. So a lot of movies coming out around September 14th. Also, Goosebumps 2, I think, is like or no, that was a that that was October something. Anyway, (laughs) the Predator looks looks really good, and the last one is i feel like much more of an indie film than the other two um it's called the witch in the window so that trailer See, that, has dropped that as got well. my attention immediately yeah honestly i know that the witch movies are coming out in droves now it's like the new zombie thing but if it's good then i think it's really good you know just like uh the autopsy of jane doe mm-hmm. and oh, that shit was even fire. yeah even hereditary and like the witch you know so even just by like the title and the premise this one sounds cool but uh it's directed by annie mitten it doesn't have a release date yet but it's about this dad and his son oh next month is going to be at the montreal fantasia film festival okay so there you go so probably going to be a little bit before it gets like released here oh, but i'm excited for this me too this is going to my bookmarks yeah so a dad and his son move to another state and basically like the more they repair this house is so it's supposed to be like kind of a bonding trip for them okay they start uh experiencing weirder and weirder like paranormal things and they think that they see somebody in the windows of their house or like in mirrors and shit like that so it uh and it's like a dead woman that they think they see i think so that one seems uh pretty good damn yeah the photo looks dope you guys should check Mm -hmm. it out google that shit yeah, the witch it, in the window. This one, um, I believe, was from dreadcentral.com. Yes, so um, just go to Dread Central and you can check out the trailer for this one. Um, but next up, we're going to talk about uh, a pretty disturbing film that we just oh, recently man. saw. Oh man, I this is one of like the more low key ones, but mm. I'm sure everyone's heard of this. You've probably seen it at your video store back in the yeah. day, and then you rented it, and you're like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to talk about it in our next segment, The Cult Corner. And we're back and we're going to be talking about The New York Ripper. Oh man. We were hesitating all those weeks to watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit fuck so fuck uh, You know what I want to say though, honestly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit was fucking no. <laughs> that's worse Stop that's it. worse than the clicking in hereditary oh, it really is but yeah man like i knew about this movie for a while i don't honestly here's what i'm gonna say about the movie okay honestly i don't even think that it was really that good of a movie but i think that it was yeah, like so fucking weird yeah, and like out there that i think that makes it like enjoyable you know it was like fucking all right so obviously we're in new york right yeah. so the women keep getting butchered by this guy and like he calls the police detective and he talks like donald duck and uh the main uh the main actress in the movie uh she gets attacked like she 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 becomes like the 
Because was she in the movie the whole time? No, she just like kind of mm, like I don't think so. Became the main character. Yeah, she she definitely felt like more of like a side character at first. Like I didn't think we were gonna see her again after like those first like one or two scenes, and then she was in like the whole fucking movie. Yeah, so I, was I was like, like okay. That's that's another like I haven't like yeah I haven't seen a movie like not introduced a heroine mm-hmm. like yeah until like, like later on like structure wise as a film and especially as a horror film and like a giallo movie it was confusing it was yeah it was kind of all over the place which makes it I think really unique because it didn't yeah. conform to like the standard like formula and structure you know yeah, which exactly. I like that some some like giallos and like some horror films you mm-hmm. watch them and they all follow like the same fucking patterns and you just yeah you're like okay like follow patterns but like do it like differently from each other yeah, yeah. i think this one hit that nail on the head i because, mean you, like, s- you still gotta compose like a good story you know it can't just exactly. be like fucking like you can't connect the dots at all right yeah, or like yeah, you can't exactly. even form any theories like it can't be like that it can't seem like you know fucking bobby is uh you know in like florida one day <laughs> and then like the next day he's like surfing down the side of a mountain or some shit right <laughs> you know, yeah I don't exactly know. like this is weird like there's no relationship that that duck killer really fucking freaked me the fuck yeah. out and then like the like the the thing is this movie's like what 82 yeah jesus christ this movie was fucking brutal yeah it was like the kills were all fucked up which is not that surprising for like a giallo movie yeah but this was an 80s giallo movie yeah and it was just like really intense with with the violence and with the sexploitation aspects of the yes, whole thing yes there was a lot of yeah like usually there's boobies in a giallo movie okay and like really most horror movies from like the late 70s to the early 80s but man like sex was probably like the central factor of this movie which is again is not surprising for giallos but like to the level that it was elevated in, in yeah. the New York Ripper, it was like totally different. They you didn't. Know? I wouldn't say they overdid it, but like yeah. they did a lot of it. <laughs> it was it was definitely I feel like the main like driving force of the story because we'd always see, you know, at the beginning of the film, there's like this uh, live like on stage performance of just a dude and a chick fucking, yeah. you know, and then people are just there like watching it, like oh this that's interesting, you know, like yeah. those weirdos. And uh, and throughout the whole movie, the killer is like, you know, either spying on uh, naked women or like, you know, exposing them or whatever, you know, yeah, there's just a lot of that content. The ending surprised me. It seemed yeah. like this was like, they don't even hint what, like mm-hmm. who it could be or what I the reasoning that. could be yeah. until the end. Like, I mean, that was kind of weird. You know, like, I kind of like that a lot though because you know we've talked they, about this before. Then they brought in the killer, like yeah, just randomly him, like, almost. And he was like, "Can I spoil it?" N- no, you shouldn't spoil it. But I-, I will say that I agree with you, and that it was very surprising. And Basically, that's that's one. I'll of, give it away. He was in another Giallo. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. So you kind of know who it is if you uh, if you can connect the dots there, but. Um, yeah, we've talked about this before. I like the fact that it leaves you thinking right up until the very end. Because honestly, it never even like not drops even hinted, any not hints. Even, yeah, it didn't even explain the story till it pulled a it pulled the Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Yeah, <laughs> but it did it like I would say it like was more like surprising mm-hmm. when you found out. At least for Friday at the end, like 
Roy's dead on the fucking spikes and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, but this one, you find out who it is, you're like, shit, man. Yeah. Why? Right. And then and, like, you and learn. I, and I think like, that, oh, uh, I think that's that, so fucked up. I think that the killer wasn't even like reveal or even introduced until like near the middle of the movie too, which, which is also kind of weird Yeah. for like, you know, structure wise. But so yeah, I, I like it. So I think that that's definitely one aspect of the film and just it's like really oh my god we talked we we talked about this i fucking forgot when we watched the fucking score yeah the score score was was so fucking weird it was so odd it was just like yeah it was just like weird upbeat music yeah like just really happy music like i think we've seen that in some like giallo films and you know other films from that era but yeah it was just so odd with like everything that was going on like the the crazy sexploitation the really like gory kills and shit and then you just have that music yeah playing it's it, it's i don't know like it scrambles your brain almost you know like one moment you're here and then the next moment you're way over there yeah you feel me so that's, that's the thing about yeah. these movies like that's the thing about giallos like yeah you literally don't know who what the fuck is gonna happen mm-hmm. until it was like until the last second you remember who he thought it was at first Oh yeah. There was like a, there's like this weird dude, and then there was a chick. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many possibilities on who it could be. And really, like, yeah, there really was. They were kind of, they were kind of just like distracting you, so that when they finally do introduce the killer, you'll like dismiss it and be like, all right, we got to figure out who it is. Right. Exactly. But like, yeah, there's this part of the dialogue that he was having with another one of the characters, and then another one of the characters mentioned a, a dream, mm-hmm. and he looked like, like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I th- I think it was a I think it was a well well written movie. But I thought they were trying to like uh they were trying to like trick us at that point. Like, yeah. there's no way. Oh, they're always trying to like throw you for a loop. You know exactly. But like they said at the end of Tenebrae, when you when all other options have been like exhausted, re- exhausted, yeah. like the final, no matter how ridiculous, mm-hmm. must be the f- the truth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. I thought it was a really cool film, and if you have not checked it out, it is on Shutter, and you can go watch it there. And uh, just prepare to be fucking disturbed. <laughs> That's just, all I'm just gonna get say. Shutter. Like if you like horror oh, movies, yeah. like if you like from anything from literally every single period of horror, mm-hmm. get Shutter. Why not? Yeah, why not? And uh, actually, the movie that we're gonna have on the chopping block later is also from Shutter. So, oh yeah, yeah, be prepared for that. So now though. I would like to talk to you, Samuel, oh. about the master, the king, the only Stephen king, Stephen King, the only king of suspense, yes, king of horror, king of thrillers, yeah. aptly named, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look, man, first Stephen King movie I saw when I was a kid was probably The Shining, mm-hmm. the original one yeah. with Jack Nicholson. I know you didn't, you saw the the the, the, the series, yeah, the mini series, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool because the dad had a yeah. sledgehammer and he looked crazy. It was okay. the The woman in the bathtub was like it gave me nightmares. So I think from from that, I only knew the miniseries is like the definitive Shining until really? I discovered. <laughs> yeah, until I discovered the Stanley Kubrick one. But I remember like, I don't know. It was like a fucking crappy day. I remember it was just mm-hmm. a gloomy day outside. It was like, it was like the middle of like September. So like every day in Michigan. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> the middle of September. It was just like a fucking tuesday or something you know, yeah dark and then like the shining just came on sci-fi yeah and like this like i don't know bro that whole 
That ho- the whole story was just fucking deeply disturbing. It was. Like, and how old were you? Dude, I was like fucking. I was probably eight or nine years old when I wow. watched the show. That must have been disturbing, like Bro, truly. <laughs> I th- the thing that scared the shit out of me is like the boy traveling down the hallway with the tricycle yeah. and the two girls. And then also the Here's Johnny thing because that was like a oh, of course. fuck ghosts. Like your dad's about to fucking kill you <laughs> right. with That shit. <laughs> like you're just sitting there pooping. You're nine years old. Your dad's head just fucking busts through the yeah. doorway and you're like, oh my God. And you're like, no. Here's Johnny. Dad, did you watch The Shining? <laughs> he starts chopping on the door. Oh, man. You got to like fucking con- like fucking trap him outside in a maze yeah. and freeze him and shit. That scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh. I know a lot of the creep shows were Stephen King fucking. Yeah, pretty much. They're yeah, they're pretty much all based off his, yeah. his written work. So. And then there's a, uh, oh ooh, fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot is awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I didn't get to finish the whole thing. I was so close, but I passed out. So, but it's still. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I have to finish it. See, yeah, it's things like that, like those kind of memories and experiences that we have with like it almost feels like specifically his movies oh dude because yes. i don't know i don't know what it is it's just like you know it has that stephen king factor and you know it's going to be a good movie yeah because i mean he liked the movies yeah so you know they did it right so yeah. you're like if that's as close as we're gonna get yeah i think he pretty much consults on like all of them so I mean, it's pretty much his vision yeah still, i'm, you I'm know? just really like there would be i don't think there would be much horror without him i agree yeah he's he not only inspired so many other writers, um, but you know, even even his film adaptations, I feel like inspired just a brand new wave of, of horror. You know, hell yeah! I mean, you even see it in today's movies. They mm-hmm. they take a lot of the Stephen King elements. Like, yeah, they like uh, it's. You know what Stephen King even said? I was watching it in, in one of his interviews. Like, when you give this whole like, when you give too much backstory to like the antagonist and all that mm-hmm. shit that kind of ruins it yeah and we're we're seeing movies like nowadays they're trying to get they're trying to get back to not blabbing so much about mm-hmm. backstories and stuff now I'm, ta- I'm not talking about like the nun and shit because those those are money grab horror movies don't get me wrong yeah conjuring is good mm-hmm. but those are like hollywood but like now people are more or less like not really explaining shit anymore like and we need to like yeah. We need to go back to that because Stephen King was just like suspense, suspense, mm-hmm. suspense. Like Hereditary, that seemed like Stephen Kingish to me. Kind of, yeah. Like I can agree with that. Like all the themes about like, and he always had like themes about like drug abuse and all that shit. Yeah, and, like actually like really human stuff, which is yeah. I want to like kind of expand on that more in a bit. But yeah, his films, even if they're, or, I'm sorry, not well his films, but yeah, but they're his, his actual his. <laughs> his works, you know. Um, even even if they are or are not like supernatural in nature they always touch on and like focus on really like human things like child abuse neglect you know drug addiction yeah uh, shit like that you know like like as like i mentioned earlier uh not early on the podcast but earlier in the day yeah. uh what's it called yeah the shining was about his alcohol problem yeah yeah like exactly. that was that was like his imagination reacting mm-hmm. to i guess him coming to terms with his alcoholism so yeah and like um this one novel of his called duma key actually it's one of his newer ones it came out in 2008 um it's about this uh guy who gets into a really bad accident and has to amputate one of his arms i was telling you about this yeah. and uh 
so he moves to like florida to take up painting as like a stress reliever like his therapist told him to, to do something like that so he does that and then you know i don't want to give anything else away but he starts experiencing these like supernatural events and that is actually based off of uh his trauma that he experienced after getting into an almost fatal car accident in 1999 so yeah he bases pretty much like most if not all of his works off of like personal experiences you know just really traumatic shit and like depression and dealing with death and all that kind of stuff yeah and like the langoliers was like basically about like people who don't have like a work ethic because you remember people Mm -hmm. who are lazy people who do this do that the langoliers come to get them yeah it was that was i think that was primarily about child abuse too because you remember mr toomey was like his dad was a real dick exactly i mean that was kind of a a backstory one of of the things i like about his novels that i feel like don't really get uh translated into the films quite that much is just how much detail he puts into literally everything but especially even like minor characters like he really goes into depth with them and makes you feel like they're real like you're connected to them somehow because you know you know everything about them but it's not necessarily like the antagonist a lot of sometimes not even the protagonist sometimes it's just random stuff and he goes into depth on like history a lot like the actual you know what one of my favorite things about him is that that detail he goes into so much and so well with like settings and locations like if you can connect to where whatever like city the the story takes place and i feel like that makes you even more connected to it and he does that a lot like his like you know you know he sets a lot of stuff in maine because i think that's yeah. where he lives or yeah, grew he's up or something. Uh, yeah he's from maine yeah so he moved to like florida and mm-hmm. moved back to maine yeah so most of his works are actually like kind of based in maine and it's supposed to be like this like crazy supernatural like hub Right, that's you what know? he makes it seem like. Yeah, like Castle Rock, like, I think it's up there. It's probably just like a fucking manif- manifestation of all like the negative energy in that area. Because people yeah. in his area, I'm guessing, like, were in similar life situations to him. Like, yeah, you know, he grew up different. You know, he like he used to like rewrite horror stories. Mm-hmm. So he would read a horror story like a comic book, and he would rewrite it. Yeah, and his mom's like, "Why are you doing this? Why don't you just make your own?" Mm-hmm. And then, like by the, by time by the time he was like thirteen, like he was trying to publish like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And like they're like, oh come on, you're a kid. But one place published him, and even though he didn't get paid for it, mm-hmm. he just wanted to be out there. Oh, like, of course. See, that's yeah, a fucking that's good. Get, that's fucking good. That's how you get exposure. You know, even if you're if you're somewhere, then somebody has to notice you at some point. You just, oh yeah. Really, you just got to get lucky that it's the right person, like a fucking editor or you know publisher or something like that. Um, that's how, that's how everybody gets famous, you know, more or less. He had his fair share of problems too, you know, like his wife was saying how like, uh, at one point when he was writing, uh, he was drinking, uh, six, 12 packs or 12, six packs of beer a day. Jesus. And he was smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. Yeah, dude. I'm surprised he's still alive, honestly. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm just saying like, he's a trooper. It's crazy. Yeah, he's like a fucking living he, god. He, he used <laughs> these experiences to like give him the inspiration for like, oh yeah, a lot of his shit. Like it, it I guess it kind of helped him like analyze the types of internal struggles. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, every time he would experience like some some sort of like mishap in his life, 
but like he's like oh you know that also happens to other people now like you know now i understand now it's relatable now i can talk yeah. about it at least implicitly in my work you know but you know what's crazy too is actually a lot of his stuff also just comes randomly from like nightmares yeah. that he has yeah he, that's what i love i mean I, it's f- kind of fucked up to say like hey thanks beer and cigarettes and fucking crazy nightmares that you can't control for fueling this man but and the twilight I mean, zone shit. he said he yeah. said when he was a kid twilight like, he's, zone he, such an inspiration. you can tell yeah like you could tell when something has that Stephen King or that Twilight Zone mm-hmm. feel. Like all the creep shows, like if, you know, if someone told you, "Yo, this is Stephen King," you'd be like, "Yeah, it's, it's all like mind bending." Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know? it's actual suspense. Mm-hmm. It's not just like boom, boom, boom. All this shit's happening. It's just like yeah. slow, gradual build up, mm-hmm. uh, character development, and then all of a sudden, like internal struggle and external struggle immediately. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of emotional content going around in like all of his work and that's what again that's kind of why i like the books because it really kind of expands more on that in film you have to translate that kind of stuff actually onto a person's face and like body language and that can be kind of hard sometimes and that's why a lot of these older movies you know comparing them to now you might kind of uh say that the acting is not nearly as good back then but that's that's how they knew how to show emotions and like adapt stuff from like the you know the books to to film and and tv so but yeah he's he's phenomenal he just writes so realistically and yet all of his stuff is so unique yeah for real like originally it was the shining Mm -hmm. and then i got hit with it and i didn't know what this was my friend showed me this movie he let me borrow it He's like, you want to watch it? I'm like, what is that? He's like, Stephen King's story. I was like, oh, I watched, uh, I watched the Stephen King thing before. Mm-hmm. You know, The Shining seems weird enough. So yeah. we popped in it, and I, I never thought, what's his fucking name? Who plays Pennywise? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I forgot his fucking name. I never thought he could be so like, well, like menacing. We, not menacing, just fucking weird. Yeah. Like he played the weirdo. Like he's just a guy in a fucking clown costume, but you know mm-hmm. that's not what he is. You know that's. Oh yeah, not at all. Like he's like a giant spider, actually. Yeah. The clown is a giant spider, but that's the thing, though. Like there was like a lot of weird shit that went on in Stephen King's It in the novel, bro. Oh. Way weirder like stuff the than fucking, the, any of the, that. The, the orgy and shit. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> did they never did anything with that in the uh, original they miniseries? Want, they right? want they wanted to do something like that in the remake. Yeah, but like they're like, um, no, yeah, no, definitely not. Oh man, that part was fucked up. Even the whole ending when they like when uh Bill defeats it, that's never been adapted to to the screen and i think for good reason because you you can't do you even remember what it was he's like getting sucked through fucking space and time like mentally paddling pennywise as his true form and it's so fucking out there yeah. it's super weird dude and i'm like i don't even know how you could adapt that effectively to the screen probably not that's why they and had achieve to, like, the same like you know reaction yeah i've yeah, read i've read I think the only Stephen King book I read was like it, but like that mm-hmm. was like a long time ago. <laughs> that was like when I had Miss Jenkins, you know, remember Miss Jenkins in <laughs> yeah. sixth grade? I was like, 
That's the only time I read it. I got it from uh, the... What's it called? They used to have it in Oakland Mall. Borders. Oh, yeah. I have the book somewhere. It's probably in my attic. Yeah, I bought it pretty recently and read it, like, I think it was earlier this year for the first time ever, and I was blown away, dude. Yeah, man, that shit was, It's, like, like my favorite book. That's why I was a weird fucking kid, bro. (laughs) All the Stephen King and... Mostly Stephen King, honestly. honestly. The the Stephen King material just fucks with you. Like I said, because it's so real you know it's always got this like psycho killer or just this really crazy supernatural thing was people under the stairs his um i i don't know i don't i don't want to say because i don't want to be wrong but i'm not i don't i don't know about it as a stephen king thing i don't i don't think so it may have been another popular horror author anyway let let us know if you know because i'm not sure yeah i could just i could google it but yeah, no, I don't want to be that guy, you know. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. So let you know if you know, tell us. But yeah, I just oh, yeah, lo- I just love his misery, bro. His stuff. Yeah, misery was excellent. It's all started with Carrie in '76. That was Man, the first, and Carrie is I lied then. iconic. The first movie I saw from Stephen King was Carrie, and then I saw yeah. The Shining. I remember when I was. Dude, I was really really young when mm-hmm. I watched Carrie. I'm like, like six or seven or something. Yeah. Jesus. And I remember when they dumped the pig blood on her, and I was like, to my parents, I was like, why are these people assholes? They're like, yeah. oh, they're kids. I was like, I, fuck that. I don't want to be a fucking I, kid. I feel like Carrie was even more fucked up than The Shining. Yeah. So as, as a her, six or seven-year-old kid, When Jesus. her mom would like lock her in the closet and fucking start screaming yeah. prayers and shit, like... That, I think that kind of made me afraid to have, like, a religious mom. Like, my mom's not that religious, so I wasn't, like, you know, weirded out. But I don't think I saw Carrie until I was, like, in... My early teens or something maybe i really like the old one yeah was the there new one was like yeah th- with chloe grace moritz it was okay but not that great it was way too cgi heavy really yeah whereas the original obviously was all practical effects for the most part so yeah carrie carrie started it and it just launched him into like a new level of fame honestly you think uh you think Carrie is like the unofficial origin story probably of like Bloody Mary? Because no one heard of Bloody Mary up until like... I don't know. I would have to research the legend of Bloody Mary. It's possible. At least just from like the, the imagery. Not That's not, what I'm saying. Not, you know, Carrie's not like a demon. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I mean, I don't know. It, it could be logical. But yeah, man, I just... Stephen King his work is is so inspiring so great and he's still coming out with it like i read his latest book that he did with his son uh sleeping beauties he's still got it man like i don't know how much of that content was his, was his but his story is like he's super inspiring you know like he yeah he always knew he was like different you know because mm-hmm. like he always had this extremely vivid imagination as a kid and like i mean you see where loving horror can like get you you mm-hmm. know like and loving being about that shit and, like yeah on top on top of that he's just kind of both blessed and cursed with you know having these crazy ass nightmares and be able to remember everything and just thinking up these crazy things and being through all these experiences that he's been in in his life to like cause him to even think of half the shit that he thinks up and so i you know i don't want to say that i want to go through that but like reading his books it really inspires me to like write horror seems like his uh his books are like the closure to like some sort of trauma that he had. Yeah, I think that's probably a good description. I'm really certain that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, because once once he writes, but like that, once he makes it into like a really interesting thing, and people are like, mm-hmm. 
truly into it and like he sees that like you can kind of like put it away exactly and you can remember it and be like damn that got me to where i am now so like Mm -hmm. that that should just be like it's like getting your high school diploma Mm -hmm. you know like it's like all right i did it good times but yeah now it's now I, i think that he is just a great example of like not only overcoming your traumas and things that you know like fucked up your life but like taking them and using them in order to do that and not a lot of people can do that and like achieve his level of success uh and like fame but yeah so I, i'm really jealous of him for being able to do that cause. dude he's inspired other writers mm-hmm. he's inspired actors yeah. directors everyone bro like and his sons are like phenomenal too joe hill and owen king like they're excellent horror writers like in their own right you know it's gonna it's gonna stick to the fa- it's gonna stick in the family bro like they're oh, gonna yeah. they're gonna have some good shit but they are so good at writing these stories man so you know i stick by it like i think stephen king is the greatest horror storyteller ever he's one of the best book writers period yeah ever <laughs> even i'm not like more so than Paul who wrote the New Testament you know what I'm saying oh, shit. <laughs> that's to that level yeah. I don't know man that, I agree like, the guy's shit is good like I mean yeah he just, re- just look look. I mean I Stephen King based movies are still coming he's yeah. been relevant he's never been irrelevant have you noticed that yeah he's never relevant ever there's always something Stephen King coming out that's true yeah whether it's a movie or whether it's a book even like a YouTube series. They yeah. have YouTube series now like based on Stephen King's books. Like they'll have like little shorts and yeah. stuff. And you know what's nice is that like a lot of his short stories keep getting adapted to like we just talked about earlier the boogeyman. You know, cuz he had he just has like vaults of stories and probably shit that he's never released. I just so thought about something make for movies the, forever. I just saw something for about, about the golden age of horror. Yeah. I think pretty soon. Mhm. We're going to start running out of ideas for horror movies. They're going to start looking to these books, the Stephen King books, because he has the perfect amount of suspense. Yeah. His stories, like, they don't drag on. Stuff happens that's always relevant to the storyline. There's, like, no filler pages mm-hmm. of, like, the kids going to school and taking a shit, you know? Like, it's always, like, straight to the point. Yeah. And I think, I think pretty soon a lot of, there's going to be a lot of movie adaptations about Stephen King. And like I don't know if like just at a more rapid pace than we have been getting. You mean? I think so. Because yeah. I mean we've had a lot of Stephen King. No, I think stuff. it's about to like really blow up. It's about to he's about to kick it up because like everyone knows Maybe. Stephen King, but like the younger kids they've heard of him, but mm-hmm. like they haven't gotten into him. Now with all technology blowing up, if these younger kids that have all these viewers and stuff, if they yeah. start to like him, they're gonna even put him even more out there. He's gonna get even more money and mm-hmm. like there's gonna be more Stephen King in Hollywood because. There needs to be. That's yeah. how I feel. He's. I think he needs to start directing. That's what I think. He needs to start screenplay writing. Like he he has. Remember, like what we were talking about. I think. Like I'm saying, outside like, the podcast, like Sleepwalkers, like that was a, that was a, you know, like news screenplay. Like that wasn't yeah. a book or anything. So yeah, I think if he keeps doing stuff like that, that would be really cool. I really like his stuff, man. It's always like. It's always something happening in a small town, you know? Yeah. Small That's what town, I love because we live in a small town. Small town, realistic human beings, but there's still something, you know, like imperceptible and 
like it feels like there's a cloud over them going on yeah like it's just the atmospheric dread like yeah that's what it feels like like just that place is messed up like the rest of the world is fine you know but that one place just has these really terrible like weird things going on in it that's that's how you know Derry was that's how castle rock is that's even where like duma key is and all those places yeah i like that a lot what was castle rock about well i don't think there's like a collective castle rock book but there it's a bunch of different books that are all set in castle rock and like almost unrelated events so it's like a series of his i haven't actually read any of those i think but they're really popular that's why the new uh show on hulu's coming out castle rock which we talked about before um so yeah i kind of want to read some of those uh get ready for that so but yeah man i mean uh yeah he's still kicking it out i mean he just released a new book called the outsider which i have yet to read but that one sounds really interesting what's it about uh so i'm not sure if there's anything supernatural although knowing him probably but the basic premise is that um there's a murder and the the guy who was affected by the murder i don't know if it's his daughter or something like that or maybe he's just a suspect for some reason uh i think a kid gets killed i want to say and the man who's like the main suspect has the perfect like airtight alibi ever but he's not from there i think he like comes from from somewhere else like somewhere unknown and he's the main suspect in this in this murder and you know they can't pin him on it so then there's this whole mystery so that's that's basically what i know about it but it sounds really good um and then his one before this with his son owen king called sleeping beauties that one was really great too so i want to see that adapted and i want to see uh duma key adapted to like you know a huge movie i'm not sure what else but definitely those two at least he's like the He's like the Hitchcock of books, you know? Yeah, he is. Cause Hitchcock had, you know, Rear Window and, like, Psycho yeah, had, their, Vertigo. had their own feel to it, you know? and like Yeah, the birds. St- you know, like, Stephen King brings that to it. It's not, like, similar styles, but, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he brought, like, this his own innovative style into it. Like, yeah. suspense-filled, regular small-town horror. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I think I would say that Stephen King is definitely like the new Albert Hitchcock and he uh, you know when he was in his prime I guess but even now still you know like Stephen yeah. King is still the goat yeah he is so yeah that's it's super impressive and I'm super inspired by all of his work and let us know what you guys uh think about Stephen King in general I know that there are a ton of Stephen King fans out there whether you're fans of the books movies or both like we are um yeah let us know what your favorite book or favorite movie is or if you have yeah give us adaptations and stuff yeah we didn't really talk a lot like a lot of his individual films there are obscure movies being made about some of his like lower key stuff like honestly honestly i haven't seen probably more than half of the adaptations that you know have come out based on his works yeah but i know about them and i've obviously i've seen all the like major ones but i haven't seen a lot of the uh of the other stuff quite that much but yeah we didn't really cover a lot of the individual films but i think it's important to kind of talk about him and his work and the adaptations based on his work like in general the guy's super talented man yeah so i'm excited to see more stuff out of him and i'm excited to read uh the I outsider hope he lives another hundred years man <laughs> me too 
He might just become a zombie. As long as he can write. Probably. Probably will. He'd be the first writing zombie. <laughs> so, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. We kind of just wanted to talk about Stephen King stuff because we've been talking about, like, Castle Rock and Pet Cemetery and, you know, stuff like that recently. And we just thought it was going to be kind of cool to kind of talk about Stephen King in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, like, it was, like, about time we talk about him because, like, I even wanted to, like, just mention and just touch on, like, The Shining and Langoliers yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I want to mention them all at the same time because you know how I love to just yeah. talk about the whole totality of it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm glad we, I'm, I'm glad we got to discuss you this too. because, like, I don't know, man. Stephen King is just, like, a huge reason that I got into horror, you know? He's, Me too. And film, like, in general, honestly. Yeah. Like, I want to make stuff like Stephen King makes, you know? So I swear. yeah. So okay, real quick, no explanation. Boom. What's your favorite Stephen King adaptation, miniseries or movie or whatever? Ever? Yeah. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. It's a tie. Like it sounds cliche to say it, but like I have some very like strong memories with Stephen King's It. Yeah. Like especially like the film adaptation yeah that and langoliers and the, langoliers honestly like the four i talked about mostly so the shining the mm. langoliers it and carrie like i know they're like four of the main ones but you got to understand when it was like 1999 and we were watching these things mm-hmm. like we didn't have internet we didn't know about everything so what was thrown at us on cable that's what we knew about mm-hmm. and like honestly these movies are not overrated there's a reason why they're in the public eye yeah, and exactly. why people love these fucking movies and they're fucking super, super, super classics is because of how great they are. How 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 effortlessly they managed to like make a great movie from a book, you know? Like yeah. it was just a perfect adaptation. I'm sure Stephen King agrees because I've never heard him talk bad about any of these films. Yeah. Um I mean I I don't know, he might not like a few, but yeah, that all makes complete sense to me. Maybe My- the, the 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 shining miniseries, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the fans kind of hate that one, even though it kind of has a weird place in my heart for me. But my favorite one, probably, I'm not going to go into it, would probably have to be Silver Bullet. Yeah? I just love that movie. What was the other one? The, I'm a big fan of... The Fog? Oh, um, no, I don't think he did The Fog. No, The Mist. The Mist. The Mist, the mist really yeah, good, yeah, yeah. I knew it was... For, what's the, the difference between the, some kind of vapor yeah <laughs> the clouds on the floor like <laughs> oh man yeah the, the missile's great i would say it's either between silver bullet or salem's lot for me because i, I love finish, vampires i gotta finish world. watching salem's, salem's lot. Lot's really i'm probably good. gonna finish watching it tonight yeah um but yeah that's pretty much gonna wrap it up on stephen king uh let us know what you guys think and just be on the lookout for more of his stuff man castle rock comes out on hulu i think july 25th so it's coming up real soon all hail the king yes now however we're gonna get into our final segment of the episode and if you guys have been fiending for a new horror movie to watch if you can't find anything you're scrolling through all your fucking useless apps like man there's nothing cool on we've got one for you and it's coming up here on the chopping block so today's movie i just watched it over the weekend and you just watched it today actually i was thoroughly impressed by it i was thoroughly fucking disturbed me too but dude (laughs) dude it's called noroi the curse noroi the curse n-o-r-o-i yeah and you can find 
The Curse. You can find it on uh, Shutter. And this is like an 04 movie, right? I think 05, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not like new, but I, I, I consider a lot of things over like past the year 2000 to be like newer. So, but yeah, man, it's from, it's from 2005 and it's a found footage style movie. Um, I believe it's Japanese. Oh yeah, it is. It's uh, it concerns this host of like this television show. And I think he's supposed to be, he's either a ghost hunter or he's like, um, a hunter of the or like an investigator of the paranormal, yeah, paranormal investigator i think yeah um and he was filming like this so this is like a found footage setup documentary style yeah but it's got like inserts from like um you know those like old school tv shows and japanese shit's crazy so it's like all those weird public access kind of tv shows and stuff like that it's, it's got like little snippets in uh, in between but yeah it's concerning this paranormal investigator who gets wrapped up in this one investigation it turns out to be his last investigation so the footage is is of that final episode or film or whatever it was that he was making um and he basically goes to this one lady's house um under you know seemingly innocent pretenses right and she says oh well there's you know my neighbor who moved in pretty recently is you know um like making all this noise or something something like that i don't know there, there was something disturbing about something her. about a baby yeah no she had like a boy or something like a kid um and or maybe he was screaming out or something i don't remember exactly but so he goes and knocks on the door and she like answers but she looks kind of like freaky and she's just really agitated and just yells this like nonsense at him and then like five days later the original mother and her child who complained about it that were her neighbors end up dead and so he's basically investigating and he um meets these people who you know at first you don't even think are related to what he's this this woman that he's investigating but it all kind of unfolds and comes together and becomes this whole big mystery and there's this supernatural undertone the entire time yeah, like those those little like little supernatural like scenes, I would say, like mm-hmm. like the when the camera flashes and then they're like, hey, look, there's something wrong with the green of the camera. And then you see just like a mountain of heads. Mm-hmm. That shit was fucking weird. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to spoil all that stuff, but th- that was definitely one of the most disturbing scenes. The end was super disturbing. The end was fucked up. I didn't expect yeah. that. The and, and you know just. There are lots of moments uh, in the beginning and middle of the film, too. That's why I liked, you know, it was always, it always kept that same air of creepiness to it, um, which I dug a lot. And I think just the way that it was put together and shot, you know, it didn't even feel like a a lot of found footage movies, even when they're like kind of crappy and, you know, there's a lot of motion and it's kind of grainy. They don't exactly feel like a found footage like they it kind of almost feels like it is a polished movie or just approaching exactly. it from a first person perspective like vhs yeah but but noroi it felt like yeah, i was that, gonna pop in a random vhs that somebody actually made and i just watched it yeah it seemed like that was just i mean it did probably come out on vhs back then you know because 04 yeah. they were still big back then mm-hmm. and like i don't know that seemed like a the only thing that made it kind of seem not legit sometimes is like a found footage thing is like they would have music in the background. Oh yeah, you know. But, but I, I liked the score for this movie a oh, lot because yeah, it did. was just that low droning like. 
Yeah, that's you know? just like like from the grudge. I mean, yeah. Juwan. And know, then like, when something really crazy would happen, it you know, then it really picks up and gets even more like disturbing. I don't know. That's what was great about it. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that like like it's like Angel Heart. The more you get, yeah. the more you get into it, the more shit starts to unravel. Yeah. And then at the, the more insane it gets. Exactly. And like like I said, it's just like Angel Heart. The deeper into shit the main character gets. Mm-hmm. And then he did that. Uh, he looked out for somebody, and that's what kind of. And he ends up, you know, the whole thing is like he ends up missing at the end of this. Like it says on like the description, yeah. like oh yeah, you know that from like the beginning. Yeah. So this guy ended up missing, and you kind of learn why. Sometimes you shouldn't be so nice. Yeah. So you just got to mind your own business. It does kind of explain that. Um, you know, right at the beginning of the movie, you find out that he's uh, he's missing, and. So this is like the last thing he ever did. And so, you know, so that's why there's kind of this, this mystery behind it. But yeah, it was cool kind of trying to piece everything together and learning more about these characters and just kind of experiencing them. And uh, I thought they were all great characters, all well acted, but the, the psychic guy, he was a big part of it. They, they meet this psychic who has some kind of a, a mental disability, um, and like it's like pretty severe it, it, does he have autism or is yeah, he just yeah. have, he's a, he's like like really bad like yeah i'm 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 like almost i'm i'm more <laughs> i'm close to the middle of the spectrum this guy's all the way yeah like on the spectrum mm-hmm. like, like his like no social yeah. like poor social cues inappropriate movements that have nothing to do with anything he's like jittery super adhd yeah, yeah. didn't doesn't know how to like explain himself good mm-hmm. But and, uh, really, really like emotional as well. Yeah, but apparently he's a psychic, and he thinks that there's some kind of like demon worms out to get him. So he wears clothes that have tin foil on them to like protect himself. He looks like your stereotypical conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got the tin foil like Hershey's Kiss hat. Yeah, and he like wears like tin foil cape, but like but he, some sort of armor. But he comes across as really being psychic, and that's kind of why he's a big character in this film. But yeah, one of my theories was actually I was going to propose is that, you know, is he, do do you think that because he's psychic, that's what kind of broke him and that's why he's mentally challenged or because he was born mentally challenged, he was able to develop psychic powers and they affected him more? Yeah, I think that's the one because they say like special needs kids, you know, it's like it's in like folklore, especially Mm -hmm. Um, from like autistic kids are supposed to be some sort of psychics yeah some sort of empaths like like we're supposed to just like like some part of them is displaced to have this like supernatural ability or something yeah they say we're weirdos because we're somewhere else like on another plane mm-hmm. and here at the same time Ooh. and we're feeling both emotions from yeah. stuff we're interacting with yeah so yeah he was my favorite character i think or at least from the point of, you know, how the actor portrayed him. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he so, did really good. He was believable. Honestly, the whole movie was just really well written. And one of the main things that people talk about when they talk about this film is that not only is it really long, but the plot, plot is actually pretty complex. It's, the clock's in like just under two hours. And yeah, the story is actually fairly complicated and it has a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of threads, you know. But that's yeah. kind of what I like about it because I like kind of piecing all that stuff together. So I really liked it too. Like, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just like I don't know for me, Hereditary. Like, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, we gave it like I gave it a seven point eight. Yeah. So which is good because I fucking hate new movies. <laughs> like, it seemed like 
there wasn't much suspense. You were just more like wondering what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, where is this going? But in this one, you're like, fuck. You're trying to piece it together. You're like... Yeah, because there oh, are always shit. things happening. Like, always weird things happening, you know? Yeah, constantly. I I think the the weirder part was, like, the fucking sleepwalking shit. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the fucking... Uh, the cords tied or the knots mm. tied. Like, that's... I don't know what oh, it is. Nora, about, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, it's some Blair... Like, some Blair Witch shit. You know how they tied the... Just sticks yeah, together to make yeah. it look like people. That's what it reminded me of, and kind that's of, why I yeah. was like, "Yo, it kind of borrowed elements from Blair Witch." Like, yeah, I agree. Sus- I mean, suspense aspect of it. A lot of movies did, but I mean, considering that was two thousand four, I have no doubt. Oh, even yeah. as a Japanese film, you know, so everyone, yeah, I, everyone had to draw some sort of influence from. Yeah, listen, I'm just gonna say this, okay? I watched this movie alone in my house, <laughs> like yeah. late at night. And I had everything off, all the lights off. I was super paranoid, honestly. Like, yeah. my parents were out late, and I, I, I was up kind of late. And uh, for a while, I I was just imagining, like, looking down the dark hallway into the living room and shit. Like, what if I just saw someone standing there? That would be some fucking crazy shit. Yeah, man. that's <laughs> I was paranoid. I like when a movie gives me that sort of, like, yeah. paranoid feel. So, if you're trying to feel like that, go check this movie out. It is not chopped for me not chopped for me either it you it's kind of long it's like roughly two hours long yeah but just 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 wait weird there's enough weird shit that happens Mm -hmm. for you to not get bored because oh yeah i was always intrigued by it pay the fuck attention to names Mm -hmm. pay attention to the names that's the most important part yeah don't forget in general to like what's going on you know but yeah you got to know who characters are and stuff yeah like that's like one of the most important things and like try Mm -hmm. to try to put two and two together yeah don't just wait for it to unfold. It, it is supposed to be kind of a mystery, you know? So, yeah. Because he's an investigator. It makes sense. You're kind of following I, his I, journey. I did not call what happened at the end. I didn't call it. I usually you mean can, either. I usually can call it, but not with fucking Japanese people, man. They're, yeah. They're these guys crazy. are like... These guys are... like de- Truly demented, bro. They're deliberately obscure in their delivery, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... That's a really good description. Yeah, so go check out Nora the Curse. It's on Shutter right now if you're looking for an excellent rainy day movie this is a fucking weekday night movie you know yeah this is this is the one for you it's it's worth sitting through for sure so go check out Noroi. let us know what you think about stephen king and you can check us out specifically at our social media as well we're on facebook and instagram at grave discussions and you can find us on twitter at grave disc srd that's our um twitter handle and from there you can check out all of our stuff and make sure once again check out sports radio detroit's facebook instagram and twitter srd that's sports radio detroit yeah and with that i think that we're gonna wrap it up here for episode number 18 yes we bid you adieu we hope to see you next week and as always we are green This has been an SRD production.